This is part one of a two-part podcast. Hi, my name is Ryan. I've been a supporter of Paul's for many years now. I wish to get the podcast and video creation part of the system we call Paul back up to full speed. And I think Patreon support is a big part of that system. Go over to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. Make a pledge for each artifact that Paul creates. Again, the site is patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. All right, it's recording. Yay. All right, I'm here with uh, Mike, and I think Ash might join us later. And uh, Ashley won't be here today, but, you know, we're kind of like the core team that's actively working on finishing up the uh, pep and skip stuff <clears throat> so it can be defined and people can use it. Now, of course, right now, everything you need to get PEP1 certified has been up for a year or more, actually well over a year. And yeah. uh, what we've been working on is PEP2, PEP3, and PEP4. So all of the straw, wood, and iron badges for each of the aspects um, so for the for the future, um, and uh, uh, we want to make them good. And there have been a couple of the sand badges that we've revisited and improved upon and polished them up a little bit. But we're more than glad to grandfather people in and things of that nature. Um, how many people do you think right now are currently? How many people do you think right now currently have at least one BB done? Oh man, I. I'd say 60 to 80. Okay. All right. Um, I kind of get the idea that a lot of people are now coming. We're getting a lot more interest. Oh, yeah. And I would imagine that by the end of the year, we'd be looking at a couple hundred, maybe even more. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, there's new people almost every day posting for their first BB. I. Yeah, I wish we had some software that would show us how, exactly how many people have are at what level. But yeah, maybe it's more like eighty to a hundred now have done a BB. And lots of I think the air badges are getting people more excited about this, and, and yeah, people are coming in every day. We're seeing all kinds of new posts, first-time posters doing their first BB, so it's great. And in the third week of October, we're going to have the free BB twenty event at my place. Um, it, yeah. it costs absolutely zero. We don't even ask for the gaffer fee, which is what we used to do for a lot of our free events. We'd still do that for a lot of our free events. But for this particular free event, not even that. Um, but uh, we do require that you have completed 20 BBs, and there are a lot of people that are working on that uh, to get to their get their 20 BBs done to be able to come up with this event. I, I kind of feel like an important thing here is that I believe, and, that, and then once I say this thing, I want to hear what you believe. And uh, so I believe 10 years from now, interest in skip will be 10 times more than all of the interest in permaculture right now. Now, that's, that's a bold statement, and that's what I believe. Um, Mike, what... Ooh. What do you believe? 
uh, one clarification. You said ten times larger than the interest in all of permaculture, or did you mean all of PDCs? I, I'm going to go with permaculture because, like, right, right. It's like how many people read a permaculture book, or you know, they kind of do something in their life that's a little bit more permaculture esque, or they do attend a PDC or whatever. There's there's so many different flavors of interest in permaculture right now. And I would, I would guess that right now there are 100,000 people that are doing something with permaculture like this year. This year there's 100,000 people that are, you know, interested, reading, uh, taking a PDC or, uh, you know, doing something. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plan a, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna plan a guild. Or I'm going to at least read up on guilds and, and figure out how I'm going to do it or whatever. A hundred thousand people that were something that they're doing or reading has the label permaculture on it this year. And then I'm going to, and then my bold statement is 10 years from now, I think that, uh, it, so what would that be in the year 2030? There will be a million people that have that same level of interest in skip. And so that same minimum level of interest in skip. And they'll be either reading, doing, whatever. Um, and 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 I it's one million people. That's that's what I'm so now there you go, there's my numbers. Do you for the number of people that are currently interested in permaculture right now, would you go with a different number than a hundred thousand? No, that sounds as good an, that's as good a number as I could have made up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I can make oh, up more. Is, I've, yeah, I've got more numbers to make up. As good a number as I could imagine, I should okay. say. Yeah, I, yep, I believe you there. Yep. So here we are. We are busting our butts to do all this work, which is slow and intense, and it it, it just takes time. It takes a lot of time to put each of these BBs together. And yeah. um, and we are we are plowing through, um, giving up other portions of what we're doing for the sake of this, and and so part of it is is because I have this belief that we're on to something extremely powerful. But okay, I throw out the number of a hundred thousand, and then I throw out the number of one million for ten years from now. Now ten years from now, you get to pick a number. There's a, there's an office pool. Everybody puts in a dollar. They pick a number. Okay, I'll I'll put my <clears throat> I'll put my number or uh, my dollar on a on a hundred and one thousand. So that's still higher than the permaculture number, but I'm I'm hedging my bets a little. Okay, so you think you think that ten years from now, uh, interest in uh, skip is going to be about the same as the level of interest in permaculture right now. Yeah, I could get behind that. It's slightly better even. So it'll be higher than the interest in permaculture. <laughs> but just barely higher. Yeah, we would, uh, the price is right higher. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Well, no, <clears throat> um, uh, still, you know, okay. So I, I, my, my, I'm thinking more, but, the thing is, here we are, we're working on this, and it's like, I do believe honestly. Now, I think that what we're effectively doing is we are, I mean, 
universities were around 100 years ago, 200 years ago, things of that nature. And, of course, today, um, I think at any given moment, there's, like, probably, I'm going to take a quick guess, of 20 million people attending a university right now. I mean, I'm sure that there's Google probably has an answer for that. Uh, how many... How many people in the U.S. attend university? Oh, shit. It's got enrollment for a whole bunch of different places. I was kind of hoping it would just tell me all of them. But, um... Uh, okay, never mind. I I don't know. Well, I can... <laughs> I'll do some googling on the side too. It seems like, and it seems like if uh, I don't know how critical this number is to. Oh, to check it out. out. How many college students in the U.S. 2019? 19.9 million students. I just said 20 million. That was my guess. <laughs> Damn, I'm good at guessing. <laughs> you are, man. All right. Well, then you must be correct on the hundred, on the on the million, and your yeah. So ten to one, I guess. <laughs> you got to be right. You've proven it now. I think that what we're doing is we're taking the concept of the university to the next level because we're adding in the elements that didn't exist a hundred years ago. That was both the internet and phones that take pictures. I mean, like, damn near everybody's got a phone that can take a picture, and damn near everybody's got access to the internet. So then we add in the ability that we can make all of this for free. That yes, the yes. whole the whole system we've designed the system so that it can be completely free for all time. Now we have had conversations where it's like there are little weird things that could crop up, and then it's like so. For example, somebody puts in uh, they submit a, a BB, and then somebody evaluates it and says, "Yeah, you're not there yet." And then the person that submitted it is, like, all angry and, like, you know, they, they want to they uh, object. I th so we've talked about the idea of having effectively, like, pep court. And it's like, but you've got you to gotta put up money for pep court. You know, you can either, like, go along with what it said or what was said to you uh, or activate Pep court, but I think if we're going to do that, I don't see a way of doing this without money, at least not yet. Maybe later we can come up with something where it's still free. You can activate pep court for free. But how to make something that, um, uh, you know, is going to be community built, community driven, um, things of that nature. All right. Um, all right, I, I think it's big. I think this is going to be really, really, really big. All right, so along those lines, we're, we are donating our time to get it to exist. Um, and we've kind of come up with some rough goals, which, you know, need to be mentioned. So one of them is is that we are hoping to have basically version 0 0.99 of this done hopefully maybe even version 1.0, done by the end of the year. And we think it's going to be a hard press to get there, but we're going to try. And, of course, we could use help. 
Um, yep. And, you know, hey, does anybody want to come and help and get paid nothing and go through hours of frustration to try and get something polished up to meet all of our strict criteria? That sounds like fun, doesn't it? Um, and yeah, so what am I doing? We, we do have some people doing that, though. We've got, like, I don't know. I'm going to guess that there are a dozen people who are, you know, active to some degree at least every week in helping to get all of this hammered out, like, behind oh, yeah. the scenes. Yep. And all of them are uh, permies.com staff. No way. I would say that, that there's a couple that are not on staff. There's probably... Yeah. There are a couple of people that are making BB threads that mm-hmm. are not on staff. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah so we have a lot of BB threads that need to get written up. So if somebody likes copying and pasting and writing, there's there's a thread out um, there called Peppers in Action. So go check that thread out. And if you want to wanna write BBs and get pats on the back and apples chucked at you, <laughs> Check in at that thread. Yeah, there have been a lot of apples doled out for, for creating BB uh, threads. Um, all right, so our goals are to try to get Pep, P, and Skip done by the end of the year, just online. Just, you know, it's all set for Pep 4. People, people can go and do Pep 1, Pep 2, Pep 3, and Pep 4. Then... In January and February, we hope to take all that content and mash it into a book. Now, we've already got the rough draft of the PEP book that uh, Sean and I made last year. And so I think all we need to do is update that. We'll rename it to Skip. And um, uh, there's probably another chapter or two to add. But I think for them, and then, of course, we just replace the content in there about the aspects with our new updated aspects. So I, do, I think it's going to go pretty quick. Then we'll do a Kickstarter. Um, and, and that's to get the book to go through all the process of the, the printing, uh, all the, the editing, layout, and printing, shipping, etc., 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 to get a book to exist in the world. Um, and, of course, I, I don't think this is something that can be made into an audiobook at all, so that option's not on the table. But we could make part of the Kickstarter be publicity about it. Like, we didn't do it in the last Kickstarter, and now I can regret it. Although, we did, uh, we, we did get a, a publicist for $9,000, and I thought, okay, here's how it works. You put $9,000 in and you get $9,000 back. And so we put $9,000 in, and I think we got about less than $500 back. <laughs> so it was like, okay, that that sucked. Maybe maybe the next round we can try to line up a good publicist. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ash is here. Hi, Ash. Hey, good morning. Hi. I'm super excited about the book and on the publicist. Uh, I suspect your conversations about uh, the kinds of engineers that you worked with and interfaced with in the past uh, helps inform that uh, that discussion too. We need a Paul Wheaton publicist. <laughs> I I want to ask you a question. Uh, I want I'm hoping your answer will be better than Mike's. <laughs> oh, cool! On the oh. spot, go. All right. 
I she believe. So, here's, so we're having an office pool, and you, you get to pick a number. And so, oh, don't tell him what your number is, Paul. Just let him pick his number first. Ooh, okay. No, I like that. That's good. That's good. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's all kinds of number psychology going on when uh, a number gets named to start. So, um, uh, and you're into, you know, so, so Mike and I are engineers, so we're used to pulling numbers out of our butt all the time to try and make estimates for all kinds of things. Yep. Sure, and I need to do that too. You're an architect, and so it's same thing. And it's yep. got to we got to first you got to make an estimate so that you can start do, doing the final numbers on these things, which then gets you to the point you can make a final number on what you estimate. Right. So yeah, I'm very much more the technical flavor of architect, not the artsy fartsy flavor of architect. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, um, first of all, and I think Mike, I can say the first number because that was our foundation number. Okay, yep, yep. We're going to say that there's 100,000 people right now that have a certain level of interest in permaculture. Okay. And that is that they're either taking a PDC or they're reading a book or two or they're they're doing something out in their garden and calling it permaculture or something like that. We're going to say cool. there's 100,000 people right With now. With interest and awareness of the word permaculture. And, and action. Sure. Yeah, okay. It meets a certain level. Their interest level is a certain level such that we get to 100,000. 100,000 people. Now, what do you believe will be the number of people that have that level of interest or higher in skip in 10 years? In 10 years. Okay, so... I picked a number. <laughs> I picked a number. Uh-huh. There's an oh, office so. pool. Yep. So you the ten years. Dollar. You yep. get to you get to put your dollar on a number. Okay. On the office. Hang on. I need I need to get my paper. Let me do a little scratch work. We can do a little decimal juggling, juggling real quick because we get a hundred thousand, and then we yep. get ten years. Now there is another and then number. The skip factor. Another number. Sorry. Go ahead. Is okay. that there are currently twenty million people attending a college of some sort in the United States, like we'll say this year. That was it's a number that's definitely from two thousand nineteen, but it'll probably be the same this year. Okay. Twenty million. Okay. Alright. And this of course is basically and I'm stating that that this whole skip thing is um uh, an advancement over the university package. Oh yeah, and I'm <laughs> I am passionately uh, in agreement with that. Okay. Uh, that was why I had to keep myself quiet in our other uh, podcast so that it didn't uh, <laughs> go off into a tangent. Um, All right, I have, I'm I have say thoughts about college. This is a this is a design that takes advantage of the internet and the fact that we have phones that take pictures. And we also have the ability to make it all free. Yeah. All right. So this is, we think this is, you know, so a big advantage. Plus, Mm -hmm. there's also the element of uh, rather than doing a four-year program and then desperately trying to get a job and then breaking into the workplace, and then uh, then you go into um, the uh, life of debt and whatnot in order to maintain that job, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've got a so plus the, the the fact that you know the student loans oftentimes basically make it so that now you better get that job that pays good to pay back all the money you owe, right? And we're basically offering a shortcut into retirement in a sense. Um, 
But, okay. Do you, have you picked a number yet, Mr. Math? Um, I don't know that I'm Mr. Math, but I've picked a number. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure that I'm factoring correctly for uh, cultural inertia that we're working against, but uh, my dollar number is uh, 100 million. You think there'll be 100 million people that are uh, have an interest in Skip? In 10 okay. years. In 10 you know, years' time. It, yeah, in 10 years, if we do things right and we get this translated into 50 languages, um, yeah. Uh, golly, I hope... And and maybe it's naive hope, um, but I think there's the potential there. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. Like I see the potential for this to be enormous, and maybe that's just me dreaming about it. So I think I think part of what I heard you just say is about a half a million people will listen to this podcast just to hear the <laughs> history of the system that they're now embroiled in. That'd be pretty rad. <laughs> You're gonna be famous. <laughs> Okay, um, the number I picked was one million. I believe okay. that, that the interest will be ten times greater than the interest in permaculture right now. Okay. So one million. I mean, I think your number is plausible. Um, Mike, um, what was your number? Mine was that it would be equal to permaculture, or well, slightly exceeding permaculture at one hundred and one thousand. So did you give? So did you name the number a hundred thousand and one? Did you do the Price is Right thing? I did the Price is Right thing, but I don't know if I did 101 or 100,000 and one. But oh, yeah, okay. One of those. One of those. But 100001. He doesn't I, remember. I don't remember. <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Okay, okay. 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 Said, it's an office tool. He was getting more. The pod people want to know, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can, they can, they can, they can rewind. Find out. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, my I was basing it off, like my math was going off of how many people are interested in permaculture in the whole world right now, and if it's a hundred thousand, I figure a decade from now this will be as more popular than all the general interest in permaculture, and therefore it'll be a bigger number. I was, and I was thinking a little domestically. I wasn't thinking worldwide. So oh, okay, the hundred million—that's like a quarter of the U.S. population. But no, yeah, and and I'm thinking worldwide. Yeah. You know, Australia, Europe. Um, you know, there's lots of parts of Central Asia where people are, you know, fed up with exactly the problem that you outlined, Paul. I think that uh, if there are people that are quarantined, this is uh, stuff that you can probably knock out. 40 BBs, um, you know, during a two-week quarantine pretty easily. Um, and uh, you've got, if, I mean, there's those of us where it's like, even if our job turns off, we've got so many things that we're doing already that we're already busy. But some, for a lot of people, it's kind of like uh, they've got video games and Netflix and porn, and that's about it. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's like, so, but here at least, like, if they've got a backyard, I mean, there's tons of these they can kind of knock out. And, um, and, and then, of course, possibly join us for our BB20 event in the fall. But, or, you know, um, I'd like to think that there's going to be uh, thousands of properties um, a, across the United States that would offer BB20 events or uh, other events, um, other similar events, uh, a lot because, uh, you know, 
part of what we're trying to do is to make, like, for example, the PEP1 stuff, or the BBs for PEP1, is to make it so that it's enticing for a homesteader mm-hmm. to host such an event because they'll end up with, like, 20 artifacts. And so at the same time, you know, the, the, there's people that are chomping at the bit to, to do this. Plus, it kind of helps to develop those kinds of relationships that help to move all this stuff forward. But Sure. Okay. Um, uh, so we know who the dreamer of the group is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's me. Go, go yeah. oh, ask sure. Joe. Um, I'm, I hope we get those kinds of numbers. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. We'll, we'll find out. I think it's possible that we'll hit it. Um, hit, hit 100 million globally, um, and uh, uh, I'm 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 very excited. But okay, <clears throat> uh, I think the big point to convey is that when you start getting hip deep in this and seeing the value of it, and I and it can be a little hard to understand the value of it until you get hip deep in it, maybe until you mm-hmm. tried a few BBs, then. Um, but I think it's very powerful. I I would like to think that uh, a lot of high school students would really grab onto this. I mean, imagine like taking your summer between your junior and senior years, and maybe possibly knocking out Pep two, and then um, and then completing high school only to have it so that when you're done with high school, you have a place to go. And and it's like, not only do you have a place to go, but with a big ownership stake. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Today, we're going to be, the function of today, the primary function of today is to uh, make some progress on the uh, animal care badge. Um, and we're still working on the list for uh, sand badge. And so let's let's see if we can uh, knock some of that. But do you guys have anything else to to talk about for for Pep before we or Skip before we jump back into this? I have so much to talk about about how big Skip is and how big I see it can be. Um, but then but then we probably wouldn't actually get through uh, <laughs> any more BBs today. So I, I can save it for later. Yeah, let's maybe we need to do a different podcast about that and make a little. I'm good with that. The points to talk about. And oh. suffice to say, my giant number is a reflection of how big I see Pep being potentially being. I I do think we're onto something profound. I I kind of wonder if there's under under Skip. I cannot help but think that there'll end up being like you know 40 programs in 10 years from now. 40, maybe even 50 different programs just under Skip, which is about inheriting property. Yeah, but then there could be other industries that basically create curriculum like this that, you know, for those industries, which would not be Skip, but something else. And or entities latch onto this curriculum, and, you know, there's pep clubs in kids, you know, junior highs and high schools or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I agree. I mean, it does, it does kind of ask a person at maybe at the tender age of 17 – you know, how do you want to retire? Yeah. And, um, but... They're already being asked that question now. Uh, true. And I think a lot of people are kind of like, I don't know, I'll put it off. But it's like, so you can still get to be like 30 years old. And then it's like, you know what? I think it's time I kind of con- contemplate this. You know, I'm kind of tired of working the uh, the jobs that I've gotten to so far. And I, I just don't like it. I'd like something better. 
and um, and they can find a, a similar program that uh, that they just enjoy doing. All right. Next item. So we we were working on a list, and I believe that we got to the point where we did build a ladybug house. Fair. Right? So, yeah. now, That's my recollection. Now it's time to go on to build a bat house. No, 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 no. <laughs> I see you did that. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was uh, I hadn't thought of that. That's cool. By the way, I like, uh, Mike, I can see that you're the one that, that made this, BB, and that interesting first image that you got there. Oh, that is a cute one. Yeah. <laughs> Where did yeah. I get that? Um, there are some dimensions, so, you know, there's some bits and bobs on what it takes to make a proper bat house, and then there's stuff about how it needs to be placed, and, uh, and then, of course, there's our, our, uh, uh, requirements for, for building stuff, and, um, it seems like in the last week we've, we've, uh, we've had a lot of new people come through. Uh, we had 17 people in the boot camp, which we learned was too many. Too many too many at this time. We're hoping that uh, with all the people that are in the boot camp now, that by this time next year, we'll be able to, like, like 17 will be easy next year. But it was too many this year for, for a bunch of reasons. But we're finding ourselves explaining repeatedly about, like, well, what makes it cool to come here is our very high standards. Yep. And um, uh, because you can go almost anywhere and work with plywood, and and it's like, so there's nothing interesting about going there. But here, what makes it, you know, something appealing is it's like we're trying to be better. We're not perfect, but we're, I mean, like... Uh, yeah, we, you're perfect. Well, we definitely use no plywood. Mm-hmm. Um, any paints that we use are generally absolutely natural that we can make ourselves out of natural materials, or we use hardly any. Like, I know that the mailbox that's out by the road needed some paint, and so we found this old can where we opened it up and it had this thick, leathery top, and we poked a hole in that and got access to the paint that was underneath it. And um, uh, we faced this whole complicated thing of like, well, if we use a paintbrush, and this is an oil-based paint, we need to clean the paintbrush afterwards. And then where does that go? We don't want it on the ground. We don't want it to go into our septic tank. So in the end, what we decided to do was to use uh, a rag. And we used a rag that was, like, on the edge of death. Like, the rags have been used so much, it's ready to be thrown in the garbage. And so we used, or, or to go out into a compost or something like that, but we don't like that stuff in our compost either. So we yeah. used a rag, we got a little dab of paint, and we used it on the mailbox where we needed it. And then we were all done doing the painting that we needed to do, we threw the rag in the garbage. So it's going to go to the dump. But I think... I think what we have going to the dump is pretty small considering the vast number of people that we have here. And that would be another story for another day, too. There's, there's still room to get better. What I'm trying to say is is that when you're building a bad house, you got to build it to our standards. 
and that's going to add, that's going to make the, the task more difficult. So using plywood or wafer board or particle board is going to make it easier. And then to take the final product and paint it is going to be easier. And it's like, okay, instead of all of that, you need to come up with something that meets our standards. And so um, I think it's, it makes it harder. It could make the project take three times longer to do. Yeah, but the theme of PEP is not easy. Like, this isn't, hey, here's the easy path. It's, hey, here's a possibly better path. Right. And so there's certain values to to all of this. And, and I think that that's all part of SKIP as well. I, I think maybe that's something we need to, to note somewhere is that any any SKIP program has to have these higher standards. So it's like, sure, you've made a, a new program that is well-suited for city living in Singapore, but it still needs to meet these standards, something like that. All right. Um, the dimensions and how it is shaped and how it is – I mean, there's a – the making a bad house is not obvious, and then it must be placed correctly. And even if it's placed correctly and built correctly, you might still not get bats. <laughs> but this isn't – you don't have to get the bats to prove it. And so it's like, okay, to complete this BB, the minimum requirements are, must be designed to satisfy the nesting needs of bat species in your area. It must be designed to protect bats from rain. Uh, natural wood and steel fasteners, no glue, plywood, stain, or paint. We also don't like um, uh, galvanized stuff. Um, and we don't like plastic. It must be mounted in a location conducive to bat nesting, height, orientation to sun, etc., to show you've completed this BB, you must post a photo of your bat house's parts and pieces, post a close-up photo of your finished bat house, post a photo of your bat house and its final mounted location. So three pictures. Now, we've gotten a lot of questions in, in the last little bit where, um, uh, in the last couple of weeks, I think, where people are like, I've done all these things. I'll just go take pictures of what I made, and then you can, And it's like that doesn't work. You've got to you've, you've got to meet the BB requirements to get the BB. And and a lot of times it's before, during, and after. And uh, but it's like it's not always before, during, and after. And a lot of people are complaining that it's like I don't like having to go and look up the requirements as I'm starting a project. And it's like. And yet there's really no other way to do it. But, Paul, reading is hard. <laughs> then it's like, yeah, I guess you're not going to do well at university either. Uh-huh, yeah. And I kind of feel like that's another thing, too, is it's like uh, you go to the university. You have, to, you have to, like, move to where the university is. Yep. Part with 20 grand for the year. Or more. Or more, Sure. And then you got to, like, go to the classroom, and then the professor is going to say, okay, here's your assignment that's due tomorrow. And and it's like, if if you didn't do the assignment, it's like, yeah, I knew it was going to be an assignment, but I didn't, like, read it, so I kind of did some stuff, and uh, here's a picture of it. Then, then it's like, you get an F. 
Yep. You know? And it's like you keep turning in a bunch of F stuff. Then at the uh, end of the year, you get your grade. Yeah, guess, guess what that averages to. That average, and for all your classes, it's like, hey, guess what? You just paid twenty grand, and you got all Fs. And it's like, and you could you can protest that. They had a system for protesting that. I think they're going to tell you to fuck off. <laughs> just hit the road, buddy. And so it's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's a similar sort of a thing. Um, if you're going to build a bad house. We need these pictures to prove that you did it. And it's still not total proof that you did it, but it's, like, it's pretty pretty damn good. But otherwise, it's like these guys are like, oh, I already did all this. I'll go take a picture of it and give you that. And it's like, that doesn't count. And they get, they're all upset. But I did it. I did it. I swears. And it's kind of like, okay, so somebody else could just wander onto your property and take pictures of all the things and say, look what I did. And it's, I swears. Yeah. And it's like. Hmm. Now, I can't help but think that, like, two or three years from now, our stuff is probably going to have to get stricter. Um, so people who join early, it's easier. People who yeah. start getting their BBs early on, it's easier. As um, with any system, you know, we're, we're partly kind of planning on a lot of good actors in here. But any system that has enough bad actors come through, you know, another rule comes up about, oh, well, you know, Jim Bob did this you know, thing, and so now we got the Jim Bob rule. And we never thought somebody would do that. That, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Truly. And, and there have been a couple of things where we've kind of had some thoughts, and it's like, <clears throat> you know what, we got to draw a line somewhere and just... Yeah, get in a lot of the designs, we've had to talk about that. I'm hoping the higher levels of PEP, that there's enough hurdles before that, that there aren't too many bad actors up in, you know, uh, wood and iron badges. I think that's another thing, too, is I think that by the time you, you get to Wood Badge, we've kind of filtered out the bad actors because a lot of this stuff, because that's another thing, too. I, I'm sure all three of us have worked someplace where there's somebody that you're working with and you're, and you're thinking, like, okay, everybody here is being paid a professional wage, so we're all professionals, and yet there are several people here where it's like, how did they get this job? Right. They, you know, they, it's like, uh, so I kind of feel like somehow those people got the job, whether it's nepotism, they slept with the boss, they I, they lied on their resume, they're great liars at something. But I kind of feel like this this is, is going to really thin the herd. I mean. You could say we have a sand filter in place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that the, the sand filter, um, but yeah, in a lot of ways, the sand the sand level BBs and sand level badges are that filter for kind of dealing with the stuff. And partly, we're getting a lot of these kinds of questions just because we're still getting an influx of new people, and they're still kind of ramping up to getting up to speed with what PEP actually is. Yeah, I you know what I kind of wonder if um, like because eventually there's going to be. We hope to. We've already been talking about it. In fact, next year we're going to do this, and that is where somebody can come here and they've got zero BBs, and we're going to, to well, Mike is going to basically carry them through to getting PEP1 certified. And so there's going to be a series of courses, basically. So today everybody's going to carve a spoon. And then uh, later we're going to build a bad house, and then uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
And then the idea is is that um, after four weeks, so two weeks in the PDJ, focusing mostly on the skip track, and then the skip event itself, by the end of the four weeks, I would think that every you know anybody that attended the full four weeks and stuck to that is going to easily be PEP one certified. Well, it'll it'll be a hard it'll be a hard four weeks. So anyone who is truly dedicated and works their ass off has a everyone has a chance a good chance of getting it if they work hard. But it's it's not going to be a cakewalk. Right. It's not a guarantee. It's not a cakewalk. If we're in the middle of something and you wander off to some of the other stuff, which I think will be very tempting during the PDJ, then you you know yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is is that I think that when we talk about the Otis factor, and I think Otis is going to be more impressed with somebody that did it all on their own versus attended a class. Now, granted, getting, getting PEP2 certified while attending classes and courses still has value to Otis. But I kind of wonder if, and I suspected this true, that a person who did it all on their own without anybody holding their hand at any point, that that's, that has more value. Does that make sense? I can see, I can see the potential there. If you have 100 PEP2 folks and, you know, uh, 10 of them did it all on their own, I can see where there's, you know, a certain kind of grit uh, shown there. Um, I can also see where the quality of their work um, in getting the PEP2 may also, may also become a factor, too. You know, a lot of these VBs don't necessarily have a quality component to it. Um, you know, I'm thinking of maybe a toolbox or something like that where there's a whole, there's a whole wealth of, or, you know, this that house, uh, there's a, there's still a range within it for quality beyond the specific dimensions and, you know, blocking out the light and that kind of stuff. And so someone who builds a nice one kind of shines a little brighter than somebody built a really shitty one. So there's, that's true too. That's true too. But at the, yeah, I, I see what you're saying where once you have a bunch of have two folks, then a lot of these smaller factors become differentiating components, you know, naturally. Well, what Otis wants to do is he wants to say, all right, I'm going to turn all this over to you. Uh, you know, um, here's 200 acres, two houses, a good tractor and a good truck, and 90 grand in the bank. I'm going to turn it all over to you. And, uh, and, and I need to know that you're going to be able to take care of it and do awesome with it without somebody holding your hand. And and when when it's all through coursework, then you know there's there's some handholding going on. On the other hand, if you've gotten if if you're going to compare somebody who got PEP two all on their lonesomes versus somebody who got PEP three through all coursework, then I think the PEP three person still wins. Legit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I, I think that uh, um, going, getting this stuff done through a course is still worth a lot. And I would say doing it on your own is worth 20% more, but we don't really have a great way of measuring. All right. 
Anything else but the bad house? No. All right. Next up is Build an Insect Hotel. So these are pretty popular now. Um, and it can be done in, in many, many, many different ways. Um, and there's lots of different kinds of, of things that can go on it. So it's like, uh, I'm, I mean, just the pictures for this BB are just amazing. Plus, this whole kind of structure is just lots of fun. Um, oh, I'm yeah, I'm going to comment on the, the beauty of the pictures. Whoever made this one was brilliant. There is some amazing uses of, yeah, you can have toad habitat in there, snake habitat in there, and insect habitat. It's it's a, it's a pretty BB just to look at. I'm looking at this one where it says make a mini beast mansion and uh and I don't see like anything that's like a particular kind of roof thing here. I would I would think that that making something like this would require would require a roof. I mean you need to kind of keep this a little bit dry, right? The other ones have I don't know. Um one of the you know a couple of them don't have roofs. One of them Two of them look like that they're probably built under the eave of a house. One of them is standalone, and it definitely has something very roof-esque. Yeah, it has a bunch of rocks on it, but those will let the water through, too. Um, a lot of the, yeah, the clay tubes in there that would in themselves be waterproof. and Right. Um, yeah. So... Very, I mean, there's lots of different styles, lots of fun. Uh, let's let's read the, the minimum requirements. Um, it must facilitate at least three different critters. It must be designed to do a halfway decent job of protecting them from rain. So I would say if you could rig something up that has some slope to it to slope off even 90% of the water and 10% of it still drips inside. I'd say that that's better. That's, that, that qualifies as halfway decent. Yeah. Well, there could very well be insects that need a more a halfway rotting, damper kind of uh, habitat anyway. True. And if they're living under some leaves under a tree, they're getting wet anyhow. So we might be uh, anthropomorphizing. Is that the word? Pretending yeah. we want to be dry, so we assume the bugs want to be dry, too. Um, very good points. Very good points. Um, maybe, uh, yeah, I, that's, I, I don't know. I think, I think another thing is, is that um, about all of uh, the PEP stuff is that as the years pass, we're going to polish these up more and more as we learn more about them. I mean, uh, the whole concept of the Insect Hotel I think the first insect hotel I've ever heard of was three years ago. And so, um, uh, and we're doing all kinds of stuff along these lines here, um, uh, and it's all experimental. And, and, lo and look at the things that, that we've learned over the years about um, solitary bees, or at least that I have. Over the last 15 years, I've learned a lot about solitary bees. And... Um, and including even this last year about, like, because a year ago I would have said that um, that uh, you've got to do that annual thing where you strip out the cocoons in order to keep the diseases from building up, in order to 
help your solitary bee populations build up. Um, and now, Dave Hunter has pointed out the thing about, you know, oh, no, those those last five years. You can go five years and just clean, clean them out every five years. So, neat. Um, all right. <clears throat> Uh, must be designed to do a halfway decent job of protecting them from the rain. So that's a requirement at this time. It's possible that three years from now we will modify that based on what we've learned. Natural materials and steel slash wood fasteners, no glue, plywood, stained paint. To show you've completed this badge bit, you must post a picture under construction, post a picture of your finished insect hotel in its final location, Describe what critters you facilitate and how. All right. Anything else about the Insect Hotel? Uh, to me, you were talking about, you know, we might learn something new. Part of what I love about PEP is a lot of this stuff isn't just do what somebody else has done before. It's let's extend the knowledge set. Let's do new things and learn new things. And that's part of what I love about it is that, you know, it is – you're not just walking in somebody else's footsteps the whole way. Yep. Yeah, we're not telling you exactly how to do something. Like with the bad house or this one, it's designed to be appropriate for the critters in your area. So you have to do a little research, figure out what critters you want, how you want to attract them. We don't care as long as we try to come up with minimum requirements that still are, are applicable to everything. And yeah, there's a bit of uh, exploration involved. Right. You have to actually give a shit about the animal. This podcast is continued in part two. Don't forget, go out to patreon.com slash Paul Wheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.